I just really believe that we do so much, right? We do so freaking much. Mm -hmm. And we just take it for granted. Like, oh, it's just normal for us to take the whole load. I want you to notice next time that you have not sat down for two hours because you've been cleaning and you've been making dinners. I want you to notice if your spouse is on the couch, right? <laughs> and they've been there watching TV for an hour. I want you to notice that it's not their fault, right? That, you know mm -hmm. what? You are choosing to do all these things. And if you want a little bit more help, it's time to start asking. Have you ever had the thought, I wish I could get out of this job? I wish I could start this passion project. I wish I could blank. But, insert your reason, I don't have time, I'm on maternity leave, I have way too many responsibilities, etc, etc, etc. For this week's guest, Ina Coveney, she looked at her four-week maternity leave from a corporate job as four weeks where she could finally focus on her dreams and her baby. Instead of sleeping while the baby slept, she decided to work while the baby slept. And while this might not be for everyone, it's just an example of how when you have a clear vision and are sick of being an employee, you can accomplish anything. Ina encourages us that when motherhood begins, it does not mean that your dreams and passions must just come to an end. With a shift in your mindset and a clear vision, you can have both. So if you have an itch or a burning desire for something new, she is here to encourage you to do the same. Listen in to hear the importance of community as a mom and as a boss, what is the first step to creating your business passion, and how to confidently claim your talents as a woman. Before we get to the conversation, I just have a quick little something to tell you. Okay, I have a confession. It's safe to say that I spent 95% of the past year and a half in comfy clothes, and most days, PJs. Yeah, it's true. And you might have too, and you know, that's okay. I give you permission to always be cozy. And lucky for you, I have found the coziest clothes around from Kindred Bravely. From their PJs to their leggings, bras, shirts, and unbelievably cozy sweaters, they're perfect for this fall weather. And for always, let's be honest. Every piece of clothing I have from Kindred Bravely is made out of the most luxurious fabric I have ever felt. It's like wearing a soft cloud all day long. The best thing about Kindred Bravely's products is that the founder and CEO, a mother of two, created them with you in mind, a woman and a mom. Since I'm a mama in training, I haven't personally used their nursing bras. However, I surveyed my community of mamas and almost 100% of them recommended Kindred Bravely over another nursing bra. So if you're ready to get cozy, it's time to treat yourself. Go to kindredbravely.com and use the promo code TRAINING20 to get 20% off. That's K-I-N-D-R-E-D-B-R-A-V-E-L-Y.com and use the code TRAINING20. The link is in the show notes. Here's to getting cozy. And now here's Ina. I started a business with both maternity leaves because I was in corporate. I was in corporate for 15 years. There's only vacation time. And if you're in a corporate job, you at most get 
three weeks if you're lucky. You get four weeks at VIP, at VP levels, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But when you're starting, you only get like two weeks of vacation. So there isn't a lot of flexibility for you to feel like you can do your own thing. You right. you only rely on nights and weekends. So when I had my maternity leave, uh, I'm the I'm the type A control freak. Like <laughs> I, as soon as I had the baby, like the first month was to like get adjusted. The second month is when I started to get out and the baby started to see more people. But by the third month of maternity leave, I'm like, now what? And so when I got to that point and I it, like it dawned on me, wait a minute, I have an entire month four weeks in a row that I don't have to work, I got to do something. I got to advance on my dreams. I got to fulfill right. my full potential. <laughs> like that's where it came from. So in both maternity leaves, I did business stuff the third month. Yeah. And what was on the line for that? If you didn't accomplish that in those four months, what, what did that mean to you? I feel like I've had a different dream for my life for a really long time. Um, Even when I didn't know what that dream was, I have a diary that I kept that really I didn't write in a normal sense. Like, I'm just going to write a story. It was more like I only went to the diary to gripe about something, like complain, (laughs) right? And I started this diary back in 2003. I was 22 years old. I had just gotten out of college. And I wrote down, I was so frustrated with myself. It's like, I'm smart. I am in a good job. I have money. I'm exactly where I want to be. And still, I don't feel like I'm fulfilling my life's dreams. But I didn't know what they were. I Mm. didn't have any examples of anybody in my life doing anything other than corporate. So Mm. I knew that I had a niche, but I didn't know what it was. It wasn't until much later, like 10 years later, that I discovered what online entrepreneurship was. So once I discovered that, I mean, that was like a whole universe opened up to me. Up to that point, I just had an itch, but I had no idea how to satisfy it. This was before I had the kids. I had a already a full-time job. I was getting my MBA at night. I mean, I, I I always had a full life. So I never had the time. So when maternal leave came around, I'm like, this is my chance. This is my chance. Like, like I got to do something, but I can't quit my job. So this is the only time I actually have to do it. I had no idea what it was going to be, but that's how it started. You were climbing the corporate ladder for 15 years. And you say in a lot of the conversations when you're describing this time and your childhood that for you, you were born and bred in corporate. So Mm -hmm. can you just explain what that means, what that was? So imagine being born in a house where your father is the chief technology officer of the biggest company in the country, right? Where Mm -hmm. your mother is a project manager in software working for the same company where you grow up hearing about their successes, their promotions, their races. They get to stand up there and speak because they're in positions of leadership where you on Christmas time go to their office and while they're having meetings because they're still working, even though it's Christmas and you can bring your kids to work because they're going to have a party, you're still working half day. So Mm -hmm. I had to sit there in my mother's office where she had a table and a whiteboard and draw on the whiteboard. And this is what I saw was the definition of success is go get that corner office, go get that independence, independence, quote unquote, independence. To me, that was like making it. I, I need to make my parents proud, which is let's just go to corporate. That breaking point that you knew you wanted out of that box. What about this moment? Well, what actually made me quit my job, and this is something I need to say like right now, I quit my job after already having had both kids. So I had just gotten out of maternity leave with my second one. And um, I just basically got majorly screwed over at work 
I'm really going to try to summarize it because like that's just a topic in on itself is how women are treated in the workplace is how pregnancy is treated in the workplace is how you feel like if you get pregnant, you are going to miss out on the next promotion, mm -hmm. on the races, on everything. And that actually happened to me. I didn't think it could. So throughout the years, I mean, I've been a top performer forever, right? And I think it was because I didn't really put the blame on external factors. I was not aware of gender bias, so I assumed the problem was me. So every year that I would get this feedback, I'm like, well, then I'm gonna improve on that feedback. I'm gonna improve and I'm gonna improve. I would just take it all on me, right? Anything that happened to me, I really felt I made that thing happen, good or bad. It was my responsibility, it was my doing, right? I never really attributed it to anybody else. So when I, was working at this company, I was pregnant, I, I was kicking butt. I'm telling you, like, I, I was at the top of my game because I know what mm -hmm. I'm doing, right? And I'm about to go maternity leave in three weeks. I'm pregnant out to here. And if you knew me, I have a very small frame. I am, you know, I'm 5'1", and I tend to gain 50% of my weight when I'm pregnant. Like, at the mm -hmm. end of my pregnancy, I can't stand up for more than three minutes. So... I'm pregnant out of here, and my boss calls me into his office. He asks me to do a special project. He's like, I want you to basically stop your job because I need you on this new job. And he gave me a new title, right? He's like, you're going to be implementations manager for the whole company. Go and do it. Mm -hmm. Please fix this problem. In those two weeks that I was there, not only did I fix the problem, no, I also offboarded my own job to a new contractor and I trained a new contractor to take the job while I was going to be out on maternity leave. All right. All in that span of two weeks. Mm -hmm. So at the end of those two weeks, I go to my boss and I say, I did it. Mm -hmm. Now you gave me that promotion. Thank you. It's time to add the pay raise to it. I decided not to have the conversation originally because I'm like, I don't even know what this new job really is. So it's time for you to do the right thing. And this was the year of Me Too. This was 2017. So he was aware, right? This is not 2006, okay? This was right. 2017. Right. And I told him, okay, it's time for you to put the race with the promotion. And he's like, well, it's not really a promotion because you were doing project management before and technically this is project management. So this kind of goes back to like women get hired after they have proven they can do the job while men yes. get hired for the potential they have to do the job, right? It's like, yeah. well, you've been doing that anyways. It's like you didn't like prove anything new, right? And I'm like, okay. So I sat down with him and I told him, these are the new traits of that new job, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, now, do you understand how this is a promotion like that? And he said, yeah. I'm like, so you got to do the right thing and put the, the price increase to it, the salary increase. And he said, oh, but you're going on maternity leave anyway. So basically saying, well, you're not going to be here to work for that race anyway so why don't I give it to you when you come back 
And I had my family, had my, my mother and my husband telling me, can you please like not get into a legal dispute? Because I called a lawyer, <laughs> right? I called a lawyer and I told them what yeah. happened. They're like, can you please not go to court while you can't move and you're yeah. about to have a baby? Can you like, because yeah. those are the decisions we need to make, right? Like it's our health mm-hmm. is at stake. Our baby's health is at stake. I couldn't just but be like. But we want to also stand up for ourselves. Right. So I, I, I could not, I did not feel like I could be like Joan of Arc, right? So I said, fine, I'll talk to them in January and when I go back and I'll make them retroactively give me the race. Eight weeks later, when I had the baby, I get called and they tell me that that promotion is not happening anymore because it turns out that the male contractor that I hired to backfill me during maternity leave Mm -hmm. was doing such a great job that he's going to keep the job. So... Real. That's when I said, you know what? And I'm, I want to relate this to everybody who's listening, because obviously, you know, this is a, a very special situation. But I'm going to tell you, I was really good at my job. There was no risk of me losing my job. But we all have to realize that our job is not as safe as we think it is, yeah. right? I never got mm-hmm. fired. I never got laid off. But this kind of thing happened to me. One of the most powerful things in that story, too, Ina, is your passion and confidence to unapologetically say, I'm an effing badass. Like, I did my job so well. And I think that's so key for women, for mothers, to own that what you do is phenomenal, whether Mm -hmm. it's motherhood and you're staying at home and you're a stay-at-home mom, that's a full-time job, or whether you're also juggling a corporate life or you're juggling also a passion or all three things. It's like we have to be able to stand up to people that are completely ignorant, like your boss was, and say what you said. And, And those words were so empowering to hear. I had a very serious, responsible conversation with my husband about not going back to work. And that's really what the turning point was for me. And you ended up taking this business that you had dreamed of online. You tripled your income year over year. And now you're the founder of The Global Phenomenon. You're a four-time podcaster on the topic of business. You have your own signature program. You work with clients one-on-one. I mean... If we want to create the life that we dream of, we absolutely 100% can do it. Can I of just course. inject one hit, one thing in here? As you were talking about it, I'm, I'm here wondering, I'm like, yeah, what made me so freaking confident? Ballsy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you what. It was stopping to look for external validation. It was mm. the fact that I knew... I was doing an amazing job that nobody else would be able to do the way that I did it. And just just knowing that, that just filled me with confidence that, I mean, there's nothing my boss can tell me right now that is going to make me feel like, oh, maybe I should have done better. Maybe I, sh- maybe I really don't deserve the race because it really, it's true. I mean, I've been doing project management, right? Like it's, and I have to say, I probably wouldn't have been so ballsy 10 years ago right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these mm-hmm. things also come with age and experience and uh, standing standing up for what you believe in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in such a strong conviction that really there's nothing anybody can say that would tumble you, that would take you down because you know this truth to be true, right? This truth right. to be self-evident, right? That you are right. a badass. <laughs> completely, completely. Well, and you know, I, I've really disliked 
and I chose disliked specifically because I don't like to say the H word, <laughs> but I really disliked the word that's been going around recently, imposter syndrome. I don't even like to talk about it, but that kind of came up into my mind because I think that a lot of women, especially women who have just become moms, they're in that very vulnerable state. I think they tend to think that, you know, maybe they've been home for a few months, maybe they're in that postpartum phase. All these hormones are affecting the way that their mind is positively serving them. And they do start to doubt what they actually can do, what they actually know, and they're not going to be as confident to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. But let me just ask you and anybody listening right now, if you are already a mom, or even if you're pregnant, and you have 30 minutes to get a to-do list of five things done. Do you think in those 30 minutes while your child is sleeping, you'll be able to accomplish those five things? Actually, I have realized that I can only do one thing per day. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. first of all, so here's the deal. I, I believe that we all do so much that we take it for granted. Just like you yes. said, it's like that list of five things in a half an hour to uh, somebody else is going to seem like, well, that's unrealistic. And we're like, dude, we do 30 times that and more each day. What are you yes. talking about? And I started to notice this, um, especially with I was going to say, especially with my husband, I feel like, you know, everybody's going to relate, you know, having a spouse that that relies on us, that is mm -hmm. always looking for us to take that first step to take care of things. Right. And I realized that the reason I was taking on so much and doing so much is because I felt guilty. I felt like this mm. is supposed to be, quote unquote, my role in this house in this relationship and I felt guilt and I would put that guilt on him um, so if there was a night when I'm just really busy and the kids dinners is just not happening <laughs> right mm -hmm. like like I'm just not getting to the kitchen yet and it's already eight o'clock you know my husband does he goes to the kitchen and prepares their dinner. And what I used to feel was a huge sense of guilt. I'm like, oh, that means that he's gonna be mad because this was supposed to be my job and now he has to do it. And you know, I need to talk to him about it because I don't want him to, like, it, I would just go down a whole spiral. Mm -hmm. And then somebody told me, what if you replaced that guilt, which is re was really holding me back, if you replace that guilt with being grateful? And I'm like, well, let's see how that works. So one night he goes, he's making dinner. And I'm like, honey, thank you for taking that, you know, while I was busy. Yes. I really appreciate that. And he loved it. He's like, of course, I'm, I'm the father. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So he started to like own up to things more and to start to accept that, okay, like, you're not going to feel guilty about it anymore. Great. Now I can help more. He was mm -hmm. he hated that I felt guilty. So he let me do all those things. So right. once I started to delegate back to him, he's like, yeah, I'm happy to help. Just tell me what you want. Yeah, right? it kind of but, became this spiral for yeah. you. And I, I just really believe that we do so much, right? We do so freaking much mm -hmm. and we just take it for granted like oh it's just normal for us to take the whole load i want you to notice next time that you have not sat down for two hours because you've been cleaning and you've been making dinners and you've been working and you haven't sat down i want you to notice if your spouse is on the couch right <laughs> and they've been there watching tv for an hour i want you to notice that it's not their fault right that you know mm -hmm. what you are choosing to do all these things. And if you want a little bit more help, it's time to start 
asking. Okay, but um, oh, yeah. and I'm sorry, I know that I took your point and I took no. it in five different tangents, but yes, we do so much and it, it, it just, we don't even think about it anymore. I think I 100% agree, you know, and I think the key takeaways from that is number one, when you made that choice to go from feeling that guilt to feeling grateful, the key element was communicating saying out, out loud to yourself and then communicating that to your partner because I know that I've taken many like the love languages test and all those things and I do think that men love to be praised to be lifted up you know and even if it's something so small like that you tell them I see you I see what you did thank you they'll be like well yeah of course and I'll do it next time you know yeah. and I'll tell you a secret So I noticed this one I've been experimenting with. Not that I don't I don't want to sound like I'm being manipulative or anything, but it's yeah, just something yeah. that I've noticed that my husband really doesn't like it when he thinks that I'm mad at him. And and sometimes, you know, if I'm quiet because I'm busy or whatever, um, you know, he'll just start to notice that I'm not as talkative as I usually am. Because I'm always like, I'm always all over him. Right. So I'm constantly like all over him and, and kissing him and touching him and, and, you know, telling him how much I love him and how much I love his eyes. And then, you know, I love you mm -hmm. so much that when I'm quiet, he just starts to like he just goes like, oh, did I do something wrong? So he starts to joke more with me. He starts to like give me a little bit more attention and starts to like yeah. start to like poke me. And I'm like, I'm like. Oh, that's a thing. So he starts <laughs> to do more things. He starts to do more mm -hmm. things like happily. It just starts to like help more to see like, and I'm like, I don't mean to sound manipulative, but, no, but that is, yeah. but I just, it's just, it's just to hammer down the point that they want to help. It's not Completely. like they, especially the modern man, right? Like they're, mm -hmm. I, I'm not talking about your dad. Okay. Our fathers right. are completely different people, but like the modern man, he wants to feel helpful. He wants to feel relied on, right? Like women, we have taken such a strong role that they are starting to feel like, oh, wait, like where is my, my right. side of all of this? So like, let them Mm -hmm. let them give them things to do give it tell them I can't do this can you do it right like just like mm -hmm. give him a chance don't take it all on because you feel like he can't do it he can he will he'll be happy to you just gotta speak up for yourself and tell what you want yeah completely and circling back to what I was mentioning regarding getting a lot of things done I 100% agree with you and my point in saying that was more so to just express that Us women, we do things differently. So if we have a to-do list, we get it done. And we don't only get it done, we get it done with our lipstick and our, you know, like, and heels on. It's like, I, we get it I, done better than anybody. And I want to say, watching the Olympics... I posted this on I posted this on Facebook. I'm like, I would love to see men in the Olympics do that same thing with foundation, makeup, yes. and fake eyelashes on. I want to see them do this. And somebody comment is like, well, you know, whatever floats your boat. If yeah. that's a thing you're into, that which yeah. was hilarious, a hilarious, a hilarious response. But yes, yes, It's I'm so just true. agreeing with you. Yeah. And and I, I really just I point that out because I want people to know that my my next point was to really talk to you about the women who are listening who might be thinking, okay, Ina, you have a ton of energy. You were ready during maternity leave to make magic happen, but you're crazy. 
I absolutely cannot fit one more thing into my day, never mind start a business. So I think one of the key elements we might have already touched on, which is probably asking for help and creating that home base foundation that supports you. But what is it that that moms can do to take advantage of that time to really blossom their passion or their dreams? Is it a mindset shift? What is it? I really feel like we can't get anywhere until we figure out what your vision is, right? Because if I'm here talking and I'm saying, hey, just everybody can do this, right? Everybody can have a vision and with a lot of hard work and consistency, you can show up online and have your own business. If the first thought in your mind is like, no, I can't because I don't have time, I assure you, you won't be able to because you're already Mm -hmm. stopping yourself. You're already telling yourself, no, I can't. And if your next response to that is, no, really, Ina, I can't. Look at my schedule. I can't. Again, you're not going to be able to do it. Um, What I would encourage you to do is to start to change, first of all, that immediate gut reaction, right? That immediate reaction that tells you, but wait, I can't because I'm so busy. I can't because I have four kids. I can't because I'm whatever it is. Start flipping that story, okay? What, instead of asking like, when am I going to find the time? Ask yourself, what do you want? Let's start there. What is it that you want? Mm -hmm. Do you want to continue in the path that you're at right now? Do you want to change things? How do you want them to change? So I really feel like the first step is to envision what that new life would look like. What do you do for a living? Where do you spend your time? Um, If you had your say, if you were not working full time, like how would you like to spend your days? How are you making money? One, even, even in that vision exercise, one big mistake that people make is saying things like, well, I wish I had the business that was just all passive income so that I could just work three hours a week and I could spend my days on a yacht in the Greek <laughs> islands, right? That doesn't sound like a job. That sounds like a paid vacation. That not even people who make $20 million a year have that kind of life because they're working, doing what they love doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, like if you know, I won the lottery tomorrow and you drop $20 million in my, like in my bucket, you know what's the first thing I'm going to do is not to shut off social media and say, see ya suckers, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, I'm going to show up online tomorrow and I'm going to tell my audience that this happened, right? Right. And I'm going to take that money, start investing it in getting a team together, right? So I can serve them more, right? So like Mm -hmm. my business doesn't stop because I made all the money. My business continues because this is what I want to do. Right, because it's stuck on that passion. And without it, you you can't even exist without it. It's something you have to do. Exactly. So I would start there before you start saying like, well, where am I going to find the time and just forget about it? What do you want? What is your vision? Okay. And are you able to carve out one hour a week, 15 Mm -hmm. minutes a day, whatever it is, like right before you go to bed, right before you wake up, you set your alarm to 15 minutes earlier, whatever it is that you have to do. When I was working full time, I had already started a side business Uh, because I started my first side business with my first baby, right? Uh, I started making websites for businesses. So how was I with a newborn baby making websites and also having a full-time job? You know what I would do? I woke up at 4 a.m. 
And I loved it. I'm not saying that this is for everybody, but mm -hmm. I found a way to make the time. I'm like, at four in the morning, I get two whole hours that are mine, right? That nobody's demanding anything of me. Everybody's mm. asleep and I get to do my own thing. And I would get my bathrobe on and I would make hot chocolate <laughs> and I would make like a really fun experience. And I had this whole calendar. I'm like, okay, today I'm working on that church's website, right? And I'm going to finish and I'm going to send them the minutes and I'm going to be, by the time that I got to work, I had already been up for six hours and I was like ready yes. to rock, right? Like my days were just really long. But it's because I was doing what I liked and I had a, a clear vision of what my life wanted to be and that it was, it was important to me. So that's the first step that I would say before you go out and say, I don't have time or money. I like to say this out loud to everybody that everybody that you meet has the same constraint of time and money. Yeah. Like there are people out there who are making $700,000 a year and they'll come and tell you, I, I, my money runs out so quickly, right? Because we use up all the money that we have. So it's not about you not having enough time or money. It's all about prioritization. And you yes. can't rearrange your priorities if you don't have a clear vision for where you want to go next. Without the vision, you don't have enough motivation to change anything. So that's where I would start. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense and it ties kind of back into something that I'm always talking about which is really having a clear why mm -hmm. and my clear why in my health journey to get off of my medication and the reason why I go through what I go through and what I eat and all of that is because my why is to bear children and to have a family and so it it's you know it's easier to say no to that piece of bread or that pizza or that ice cream although sometimes it's hard, but it's easier <laughs> to do that when I my why and my vision is so clear. And I think that's exactly the same thing. It's easy to get up at four in the morning if you have this vision of what you want that's, that's so clear. And in one of your previous podcasts, it was called Trailblazing Out of Corporate Life. Mm -hmm. um, you, you mentioned a phrase that's so beautiful that I just want to point out to women, and it's the evolution of your life. And it made me really think about how you know, the evolution of a woman's life, it's so broad as we go through this motherhood phase. And so the life that we maybe had before motherhood and the life that we maybe have even during motherhood is going to be and can be completely different. And and if you go and you circle back and you take your maternity leave and you go back to that job you had, and that's wonderful. But if you do have something in there that maybe you journal about for 15 minutes a day, or maybe that just keeps coming up in your life, and you have that clear vision that you've marked out, I just want to encourage everybody that, you know, Ina is a perfect example. You made it happen and your life can evolve into something else. And you can have this and that and that's why I thought that a conversation like this would be so important to women who are at a really vulnerable place because you don't have to lose yourself in motherhood. It can become your everything if that's what you want it to be. And you can have both and, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. If you could go back and tell yourself, go back in time and tell your pregnant self or even beforehand, whichever you prefer to share something, what would that be? I know this is going to be, it, it, it's more about, I would tell myself that human connections are more important than that dream of passive income, right? Because I feel like that's where we all start 
right? Like the reason we would want to have our own business is not because I want to go from working a nine to five to working 24 seven for myself. Like that's mm -hmm. not, that's not part of the dream. So, cause I work, I mean, I work all the time that it just feels different than working mm -hmm. for somebody else. Cause it's, it's me, it's my mm -hmm. self-inflicted reasons for stress. It's my self-inflicted deadlines, right? It feels very different when you're in your own boss. And I would go back and tell myself, Ina, the passive income dream of yachting in the Greek islands while the business runs itself while you work three hours a week, that's not the goal. And you're going to get to your goal of being independent, of making all the money that you want so that you can retire your husband, of having financial security, of doing what you love every single day. The way you're going to get there much faster is if you start building community right now. And I'm going to say, because I don't, I don't think I said this out loud, I didn't really have the feeling that getting pregnant or having kids would stop my life. Okay. That was, that was not a thought that I had because again, like I said in the beginning, the fact that I was going to get three months off <laughs> that was the holy grail for me. It's like, right. oh my God, I'm going to actually, I'm getting time rather than losing time when I go on maternity leave. That's how I chose to see it. So while I, while my son was a newborn, he was sleeping a lot of the day. So for the first like six months, you know, I was actually working a lot because while the baby slept, they told you, while the baby sleeps, you sleep. That was not a thing for me. Well, the baby slept. That was my time to work. So I actually got a ton done in the first <laughs> six months of his life before we, he started to become more mobile, right? And sleep less. That's when things started to get dicey. It's like, oh my God, yeah. right? So I just want to remind, I, I, don't, I didn't need to remind myself back when I was pregnant that, that things were not going to change. I knew they were going to change, but I always felt they were going to change for the better. My life was going to get richer. I was going to have more time to focus on my projects, which was true. I know there, there are a million women out there who would completely disagree with me that the first six months of life is what it is. For me, I just chose to see it differently. And I really took advantage of that time. Uh, so for me, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. So I would go back and tell myself, Ina, you're going to get there faster if you start talking to people more, which mm -hmm. is what I talk about now in business is if you want to get clients, if you want to actually get started with your business, don't focus on creating that online course that is going to be so hard to sell for the next 12 months because nobody knows you from Adam, right? Start creating connections with people. Start talking to people. Start to figure out what it is that they need from you and then start helping them. And that's going to get you much farther, faster than trying to create an online course that you feel like you can sell from, from a mountaintop rather than actually talking to people. So... I, I know that that's very like businessy centric, but no, it's, it's one perfect. thing I wish I had done before. Well, and it ties into everything that we talk about here. You know, I have a, a community here. I have a Facebook community. I have a premium membership community where we meet monthly. You have your community. That's kind of what we need as women and as mothers. And whether you're using that community to just find a girlfriend to have a wine night with or you're finding a girlfriend to just vent because you're feeling like crap or whether it's that you're fi finding a group of people that are going to lift you up and push you through that next passion or that next dream or that business or whatever it is that you're creating 
we do need it with other people and I 100% agree and I've been going through that journey myself and I've been realizing that if I've just allowed myself, my word for 2021 has been awareness. Mm -hmm. I always pick a word. I don't like to do a resolution. Mm -hmm. So my word is awareness. So I just keep reminding myself to be curious and stay aware of what is kind of coming across my desk, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with what you're saying with regards to community, because you never know who you're going to connect and meet with who could open that next door or who could support you in whatever you're doing. So with that being said, I know that you have community. How can people connect to the community you have and find more support with you once they've gotten their vision clear? Yeah, <laughs> or got, even if they need help with their vision. <laughs> once they got their vision clear, I would really invite everybody to connect with me over Instagram. I am there building community every single day and teaching you everything you need to know so you can start the right way doing the thing that you love. So that's all I talk about. And you can find me on Instagram at your engagement engagement coach all one word no spaces no underscores your engagement coach and I would love to see you there and if you do find me there from this podcast send me a dm and tell me mm -hmm. I heard you on Jessica's podcast because I, I would love to hear what your story was I would love to hear about your kids send me pictures of your kids mm -hmm. I'd really love to connect with you over there absolutely and that link will be in the show notes Ina it is just, I mean, I knew when I met you that it was a pleasure to, to meet you and have you a part of my life, but I'm so grateful we were able to do this because you really have lifted me up in more ways than I can explain. And go listen to her podcast as well, The Global Phenomenon, because ooh, that is just chock full of inspiration, a different kind of female inspiration, but so, so good, Ina. It's been yeah, such a pleasure. And thank you for having me. Like, I love you to pieces. Like, it's so nice to connect with you again. And I really appreciate it. You really do your homework in this podcast. <laughs> so whoever is listening, make sure to continue to listen to this podcast because you like really know your stuff. So um, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Of course. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Ina's number one recommendation to moms, get yourself a community. And I want you to have support through your journey, whether you're an expecting mom, aspiring mom, or a seasoned mom. And because of that, we've developed a community just for you. Join Mamas in Training Premium Circle and know that you are not alone. Get yourself that community for only $10 a month, and you'll join an exclusive group of strong and inspirational women who are just like you. One of the members, Caitlin, said, This group has helped me get through my pregnancy and I know it will help me as I adjust to motherhood. I am so grateful for this community. As a Premium Circle member, you'll join us on Zoom at the end of every month, where you'll be able to form strong connections in breakout rooms, share where you're at, and even meet podcast guests to ask questions from them personally. You'll have access to our private Facebook group for Premium members only, and last but certainly not least, you'll get on-air shoutouts in future episodes. Sign up is easy. Just click on the link in the show notes that says premium membership, or you can go to mamasintraining.com backslash premium. Our next meeting is at the end of the month, and I'll see you there. If you enjoyed the show today, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so I know how to better serve you. I'd also love for you to join our community of Mamas in Training on Facebook. 
You can find me at Mamas in Training on Instagram and at mamasintraining.com. For Mamas in Training, I'm Jessica Lorian. We're in this together.